0: Welcome to The Ziggler Show, where we inspire your true performance. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and we ask this question to our Ziggler listeners. What caused you to finally start? You were going along, maybe had a wish or desire or a need, but time went on and you didn't act. Then finally, X happened and you started forward, took a step or took a leap. What was the cause? Why did you finally go forward? Of course, we got a slew of great responses from that question. And my co-host, Michelle Prince, and I are going to share them with you now. And what's the point? It's to help you and me with our next thing, our next endeavor, our next goal. We want to truly get started on it, but may feel hamstrung by something, or we just aren't making the progress we want. Uh, So that is the essence here, though. A better explanation of this premise comes from Zig Ziegler himself. Here is a two-minute clip where he will drive it home for you. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon.
1: When I was a child, I was raised in Yazoo City, Mississippi. It was during the Depression. We lived next door to some rich folks. I know they were rich because not only did they have a cook, but the cook had something to cook. And folks, in the Depression, that was a sign of sure wealth. Well, I was over there one day for lunch, as I tried to be every day. And don't misunderstand. uh, Even though there was a Depression on, we certainly had plenty to eat at my house. And I know we had plenty because every time I passed my plates for seconds, they'd say, no, you've had plenty. Well, anyhow, this particular day, the cook brought the biscuits out. And uh, as I looked at them, they were no thicker than my wristwatch. And I said, Maude, what on earth happened to your biscuits? And she laughed real loud and said, well, let me tell you about those biscuits. She said they squatted to rise, but they just got cooked in the squat. You know, a lot of people do that. They're a half a mind to do something or they're going to do something, but the reality is they never get started. Those people who wait until everything is just right, until Aunt Matilda moves out or John gets on the day shift or we get the new governor, when they wait for things to change out there before they do anything, then they're the ones who get cooked in the squad. Remember, folks, it's up to you. Start today. It's inside of you. Start today, and I'll see you at the top tomorrow.
0: Okay, then, for all those who don't want to get cooked in the squat, let's get you inspired and free to rise. Okay, Michelle, well, to answer these questions or this primary question that we put out there, we've got some incredible comments. And again, we'll we'll lead off with what that question was. What caused you to finally start? You were going along, maybe you had a wish or a desire or a need, but time went on and you didn't act. Then finally, X happened and you started forward, took a step, leapt. What was the cause? Why did you finally go forward? Uh, that's what we posted on Facebook. And uh, if you're ready, we'll just dive in. We've got some great, great responses.
2: Oh, absolutely. Let's do it.
0: All right. Well, you're going to like this first one. It's handpicked for you, Michelle. It's okay. uh, Jerry says, I had always dreamed of writing a book. Uh, Oh, I love it. I knew you would. I knew what I wanted to write and had been talking about it for six years. I had a thousand questions about the process of self publishing, but a friend encouraged me to set aside my questions and just do the creative work. I wanted perfection, but he introduced me to the idea of good enough. That conversation was the kick in the pants I needed to take the plunge. I was amazed by how things come together, came together after I finally took that first step. Now, three years later, I just published my 48th book.
2: Uh, Forty-eight! Oh what, my goodness! That's
0: what he wrote. If that's not a typo, that's what I thought. Holy smokes! That's well. So I was curious. I mean, you've got, and here, folks, here's the uh, shameless promotion from my standpoint. From Michelle, uh, book bound by the sea is her event to help people do just what uh, Jerry's talking about here. But how is that in line with some of the the counsel you get there that people get caught up in? I, you know, we often call it analysis paralysis. And you say, look, just don't worry about that. Just get something down.
2: Oh, for sure. For sure. In fact, when he said just if it's if it's good enough, there was a quote when I was procrastinating to get my book written that I held on to. And, it, and the quote was, and I don't know who said it, but you don't have to get it right to get it going. You mm-hmm. just have to get going and just get moving. And, and one little step leads to the next little step. And a, a lot of times, and I definitely see this with writing a book, people need, they feel like they need to know all the answers to all the questions before they just start writing and you don't. So I love that he he shared that story because I know so many people listening including myself can totally relate to that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I want to pull out again just that he had a friend who encouraged him and I think folks you're going to hear that thread through the majority of the comments here. Uh, Aaron says, uh, for me, oh wait, he started off he says, "Hey, I'm not sucking up at all." But uh, he said, for me, it was meeting you and he's he's referring to me actually, uh, then meeting my dad. And if you don't folks who don't know my dad, Dan Miller of 48 days of the work, you love fame. But he says, after running your dad's website, he ran, it was a long time ago. He ran a website for a while. Um, and an opportunity was presented to leave my former full-time gig. I finally made the leap and started my own business. That was 12 years ago this month that I left that job. Wow! Uh, yeah. Well, congratulations, absolutely, Uh, Aaron. But again, Michelle, I felt like it, it, he got himself. Uh, We often talk about. Well, gosh, I think is it. I, I should know this as the host of the Ziegler Show. Is it Zig's quote? I mean, I think so many people talk about it that you know you're the sum of the five people you hang around, or or that aspect that here's Aaron. And he got together with somebody with a different perspective, different paradigm shift, and it, it is. It still blows me away, Michelle. How my perspective can be altered, uh, primarily for the better. Cause I don't spend a whole lot of times going after negative crowds. Uh, mm-hmm. but when I'll get into a different crowd who has a different perspective or a different economy that I do, that all of a sudden it just feels comfortable. Whereas an hour before it didn't that I think that continually blows me away.
2: Oh, it's huge. If I think back to my journey uh, from the time that I had an idea to the time I started a business and, and as I grew and evolved, every step of the way and every time I went a little bit higher, uh, you know raised the bar a little bit, it was because I attended an event or I was around a group of people or I was a part of a mastermind or I had I was listening to other people that just had different ideas. and, and that's really the key because you you know if, if you don't learn anything new or if you don't meet anyone new, you're, you're gonna stay exactly where you are nothing wrong with that. But I think too, you know, he said, meeting you and your dad made a big impact and, and you're so modest, Kevin. I know you'll, you'll, you know, kind of blow that off as, you know, Oh, well, it wasn't me, but I think we all underestimate the power we have in inspiring someone. So you know he may look to you and your dad and see all the success you had. And then that encourages and inspired him to go and do the same, but we all have that ability. You know, we all have the ability to just, share with other people, our experience, and that will help encourage them to go out and do the same.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So true. And, and it is so rare to find encouraging people. I think that's why we have so many people, 250 million in counting, you know, influenced by Zig Ziglar because he just made us all feel encouraged. And we so seldom get that in our personal lives. Um, it's something to go after, uh, to find that for your life. Well, this is a big one. Uh, Evan Herman, and he just said, "Creating a deadline uh, and he he went out he he 's creating a podcast and doing some stuff, but for him, what helps him get over what has helped him get over, and it 's creating a deadline That one is huge for me michelle but it's uh it's a butt you know issue though too, because you can create a deadline that 's just your own you know self uh, you know, you came up with the deadline, put it down, put it on the calendar, whatever. For me though, it does have to have a consequence. I am, uh, that's an admission, I guess mine has to have a consequence. It's the accountability. And so I will set it up for myself where I announce. I used to do this with the, the self-employment group that I ran for so many years. Uh, for me to get kind of like the guy who started off talking about writing a book for me to get everything in order and to know exactly what the event was going to be about and have it all planned out. I just really not good at doing that. I was, I was exceptional at dragging my feet with that. So what I would do is just announce the date and, uh, put registration up, you know, come up with a headline and man, that first person signs up and you better get something together quick. And that's, yeah. and I don't know if that's the healthiest way to go about it, but I, you know, in that, I mean, again, you're, you know, you're so involved you know, in all areas of, of personal development far beyond just book writing and such. But with that deadlines are a big deal. We are a reactive, we're reactive humans. and Uh, to do that, I think it is worth figuring out ways and maybe share some that you've done of having some consequences to the deadline, even if it is just self-imposed, we make it up.
2: Well, and it's deadlines. Obviously we all are motivated by the fear of not hitting something, but I like to have a deadline with a date that, that means something to you. So for example, my first book, when I wrote the book and published the book, I embarrassed to say but I I literally had the book in my hand and I really didn't tell anyone. I had no uh, plan to launch it. I had no plan to do anything with it until I had some people give me some good uh, info, insight into why I should launch it. So we set a date for the book launch and we picked my birthday because there was a lot of things that had to happen and it was still a couple months out and but we picked that day because number 1 I it was it was it was motivating to me because I didn't want to miss that date because, you know, it had double meaning. Book launch, uh, which did also happen to be the date that my book hit bestseller, which I'll never forget that date because it was my birthday. Um, but dates help us to be motivated. It's one of the reasons, you know, right before your 20 year high school reunion, uh, a lot of us women, you know, put on a, a, a goal to lose a little bit of weight. And we tend to keep that goal because that date is what's, you know, there's something important happening. So. Whatever, whatever works, right. If it's a deadline, if it's a specific date, but whatever works to get it done, um, you just have to know what it, what works for you.
0: Well, and I also want to point out though, you kept saying we, uh, so I assume that was probably your husband, maybe some other people Isn't that a big deal. Just having that, uh, speaking it out loud, setting that date and having the accountability. And now if you don't come through, there's some, uh, guilt, shame. I don't know if we want to use those negative words, but Yeah.
2: For sure. For yeah.
0: sure. That, that's always a good motivator. <laughs> it, it it really is. And I, I think that is one I'll tell you a real, real quick story. It was a client of mine years ago. He was, he was obese. He was significantly obese, wanted to lose weight, just had never been successful. Finally got, uh, a, a, got motivated enough. And he signed up for a 5k, like three months ahead of time. But he also signed up for a marathon over a year out. It was like 15 months out, signed up for the marathon, paid the money, bought his plane tickets and reserved the hotel, then proceeded to go back and tell everyone at his place of employment, uh, including saying, and so you guys are going to see me, uh, during lunchtime, I'm going to be out, out walking. And before long, I don't remember the details of it, but before long, you know, so many of his fellow employees were out walking with him during that afternoon thing. So now he's an inspirer uh, as well. So his accountability was significant. He didn't have to tell anybody, but his accountability went, I love that story. I love the courage that that took. So I, again, I think folks, you know, the idea of creating a deadline is, uh, is significant. And if at all possible, create some consequences. Even if it's like what you talked about, Michelle's just including some other people. And now you feel accountable to, mm-hmm. uh, Marvin here just wrote, I tend to act when I hear a podcast or sermon that resonates with me. That was so short. I almost wasn't going to include it, but I thought, you know, that, that is the, that's the Zig Ziglar aspect of, we can change our lives by changing what goes into our mind and how many people on a given day, even after hearing that we spend the drive, listening to music, not listening to anything, thinking about what we're worried about or what we've got to get our kids for Christmas or whatever it may be. And it's an opportunity to listen to something that can change our paradigm for that day, change our inspiration. And what if it's not that one message, but it's a culmination of, of 20 messages you heard over the last 30 days that finally gets you to that point of going, I'm going to do it. I mean, mm-hmm. we know that happens.
2: And I think that's why Zig Ziglar is, is so loved and so popular. And, it, you know, even long after he's gone, we're talking about him and all the impact he had is because he had the ability as many people do, but he had the ability that if someone just listened to his message, that it would inspire them and motivate them, encourage them. Because sometimes we can be just in our own little world of, you know, being at home with our kids or in our business and just getting kind of stuck in the rut. But when somebody speaks life or speaks encouragement or speaks motivation and it gets you all fired up, like, that's right. I can do this. And if he can do this, I can do this. And it's one of the reasons why I love personal development so much because I can't do it alone. I can't yeah. just pep myself up alone without any uh, external force, <laughs> force impacting me. Meaning I need to read something. I need to listen to something. I need to listen to a podcast, the Ziegler show, you know, all of these things to help get me moving in it. But it just, it really works.
0: Well, I appreciate you saying that because I do think we can have this perspective of high performers, high achievers, successful people, especially the ones that you hear about who are on stage in some uh, format. And we think that they have some self-discipline that the rest of us don't, that they have more something inside of them. And my experiences with myself and with others is it's just not true. And you, what you talked about, I have to have some external motivators out there. I am a last minute guy. I am very prone to procrastination. Not cause I'm lazy. Even there's just, I have so many things I can do. I'll put the, yeah, but I will maybe put off the, you know, the more arduous one till, till later. And I have to have those external, uh, issue, you know, those external motivators come in. So I appreciate you saying that because I think that that's the reality is nobody is Superman. Uh, we just, no! figure out
2: it's in recognizing where you need help, that that makes you successful. And that's why we also say it's so important to be around the right people because, because you are taking in what you listen to from other people will, will make an impact on your life and your decisions.
0: Yes. 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 Well, this is uh Christy. She says what caused her was burnout, plain and simple. She says, I wasn't passionate about being a nurse anymore. My Mm -hmm. husband helped me sort through what I was Passionate about, which was people helping people. So I left nursing after, which is interesting, folks, because people helping people. She's a nurse. You would think that, but again, we can all have there's times and seasons for everything, and there's uh, lots of ways to do things such as that. So she says I left nursing after 17 years to pursue real estate, um, and, uh, and she goes on to talk about that. But ultimately, she what it came out to me is she had enough pain, which we know is the best motivator ever. Well, you know what? Let's stop right there real quick. Friends, I'm pretty candid about my lack of financial prowess. Money and numbers are fairly Greek to me, so I need a lot of guidance. One of my closest friends is a wildly successful wealth manager and I'm working on some financial literacy and just continually seeking guidance. So I ask you to check out yahoofinance.com. use promo code kevin airdoctorpro.com promo code kevin we do know that i mean statistically humanitarian wise it, it, pain is the the, uh, the the danger there though that we all know i think well, let's take the jo- let's take a job that we don't like for instance that we go along doing the job we don't like doing the job we don't like sticking it out And then generally, if we don't like the job, it's very seldom that we are doing the best job possible. And oftentimes something happens like we get fired or maybe we don't, maybe we're still doing the job. Okay. But there's a merger and there's downsizing, whatever, either way you end up without a job. Now you, uh, have significant pain to do something, to do something you would have liked to have done a long time ago, but now it's urgent and you're in survival mode and we can't make the best choices when we're in survival mode. we got to make something quick. Seldom are we able to make that great choice, find that great opportunity that we could have if she had, you know, or if that person had started six months before looking, Uh, around. So I I do, we know that I I think our our goal would be to make that change before the pain gets so bad. Um.
2: It's, it's, you're absolutely right. It's so hard though. I I actually can really relate to this, that story because when I think about what motivated me to write my book was a lot of pain, Mm -hmm. a, a lot of unhappiness. I was working in a job that I was very quote unquote successful. I mean, Most people would love to have the job I had because it was great income. It was great opportunity. Uh, I had been in the industry for so many years. I could do it really easily, but I just was not happy and I wasn't fulfilled. And that pain, though, triggered me to start digging deep, started to, okay, this is, you know, this is, this is crazy. I'm an adult. I have children. Life is not, you know, I'm not getting any younger. This can't be all that I've been created to do. And, but it forced me to start asking questions. And that's when I started to make, it wasn't immediate decisions, but then deciding that I will not live like this anymore. I will not live a life that is not fulfilling. I won't live a life using the gifts God's given me. And, and I'm just, I'm going to make a change. And that really motivated me because I was tired of being sick and tired, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. And if I would have been just remotely happy, I probably would have stayed in the job. But that pain motivated me to just find my my purpose.
0: Yeah. Well, so you you said the words digging deep, and in this testimony that Christy gave, she did that as well. And I I, I pulled that out. I think the pain is can often cause us to do that. I have literally heard stories of people who have, and and I had one client long time ago who did that. He set a resignation date for himself from that company, but he set it six months out only he and I and his wife knew about it, but he really uh, was accountable to us, to his wife, uh, to, to me. And he put a big, uh, well, kind of like you talked about, Michelle, where you set a date, you know, a timeline for your manuscript and whatnot. And, and, whatnot, and, Uh, He did that and started working towards it. So he made it somewhat of a reality, self-imposed reality, but he put it there and then started doing the work to find that opportunity. Uh, He did find an opportunity. He did uh, hold true to that resignation date. Uh, He did go forward and he resigned and they made him an unbelievable offer to keep him. Oh wow! Uh huh. And then he had this uh, big struggle of, oh my gosh, which one do I take? They're both great. It was a great, great story. But uh, he, but in that meantime, he dug deep. He paid me a lot of money. In in all reality, but he was making some investments and digging deep. So I think again, what I wanted to pull out of what Christie offered was the issue of pain and and dealing with that. And, uh, but also what she did in doing the hard work. So if we can get ourselves to do the hard work now, before we get into that critical place, we will have much more opportunity. I do want to pull out though. She says right now, she and her husband are working through Don Miller's book, uh, who we just interviewed recently. And, um, uh, thank goodness. I found the podcast. It's given us direction in a very real uh, applicable ways. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Christy. Hey friends, a quick pause. I hope you're getting value here. If you want to connect with me on Facebook, so you can take part in replying to some of these questions, you can find me at agent K as in Kevin Miller, agent K Miller. And if you're finding value as always, best way you can thank us and thank the Ziegler team is to leave us a review in iTunes. Well, two great offerings for you real quick. Ziegler on demand. If you're listening to this podcast, it is safe to assume that you recognize the value of what Zig Ziglar coined as mobile university, automobile university, which is using time spent on the go to expand your education. Bestselling author, entrepreneur, and marketing expert Seth Godin once told us in an interview with him that he wore out his Zig Ziglar tapes from how many times he listened to them. If you value the teaching of Zig Ziglar, would like to have it at your fingertips for any and every time you get the chance to listen, you need to know about Ziglar on Demand. It's a membership site that allows you instant access to Zig's life-changing programs on personal development, sales, family success. It includes uh, such things as how to get stay how, how to stay motivated, secrets of closing the sale, strategies for success, closes closes closes, courtship after marriage, and raising positive kids and more for less than the cost of your netflix subscription you can have access to resources that will change your life just using your smartphone or computer you can pull up ziggler demand the audio library then pick and choose what you're most interested in learning at any given time as a special offer and for a limited time for ziggler listeners you can claim a free download of zig's classic audio program biscuits fleas and pump handles which later became his best-selling book, See You at the Top. Just visit ZigglerShow.com slash Z-O-D. No purchase is necessary. Well, next, Book Bound by the Sea. You've been hearing about this. We talk about it in the show today. It is my co-host, Michelle Prince. It is her event. And, folks, it is just profound. If any of these statements resonate with you, I want to write a book, but I have no idea where to start, or I want to leverage what I already know to be the expert in my field, or I just want to make a difference sharing my story. If that sounds like you, then book bound by the sea is something you must check out. The three day, one of a kind workshop empowers individuals just like you and me to write, publish, and market our books. The phenomenal workshop is held in beautiful Captiva Island, Florida, and has helped hundreds of authors get their stories out of their heads onto paper. And into the hands of those who need it most. If they can do it, you can too. Me too. The bookbound experience is fully led again by best-selling author, Ziegler motivational speaker, publishing expert, and my often co-host, Michelle Prince, who teaches everything you need, need to know to write, publish, and market your book. Your story just matters. Okay, folks. Don't put off writing another day. We need to hear your story. So again, register at bookboundbythec.com. And stop dreaming about becoming a published author. Just make it happen. Again, bookboundbythec.com. All right, folks. Well, now we'll dive back into these amazing responses. Rick says, I got out of my own way. In other words, overcoming the mental blocks that I allowed to prevent taking actions. How? Through supportive relationships. I think almost everyone we've talked about thus far here, Michelle has, even in, in our, own ex, our own examples as well, have, re- have have given testimony to another person, to somebody else. I, I don't know. I, I would think that that's got to be the maybe the most important message to come out of this. How seldom do we make those significant changes all on our own?
2: Right.
1: I, I think hardly ever. <laughs>
2: Which makes, you know, when you're in the moment, you don't think it's that big of a deal, but it it sounds crazy when somebody else has been through what you want to do, or someone else has more insight, more wisdom to help shorten the learner learning curve. If we just would reach out Mm -hmm. and, you know, and we, and to turn it around and think you could be that person to someone else. So what could you say to encourage someone, to inspire someone, just maybe, maybe you see something in them that they don't see yet. A lot of times we rely on someone else believing in us before we believe in ourselves, yeah. And it's just so important to surround yourself with people that, that see the good in you and that will help you to achieve it.
0: Okay. Well, so on that, I know a lot of people hear that and say, gosh, that's great, but I don't have anyone like that in my life, or I don't know where to find people in your life. The, the, uh, one, one thing that we can all do, uh, and I'm a huge advocate of this, And I can say this now because I don't really do a whole lot of personal consulting myself. You can go pay for it. We can all go pay for a coach, a consultant. We can go pay and go to Book Bound by the Sea and get counsel and guidance and accountability and support and encouragement that you've paid for to go be with kindred spirits and a trusted guide in Michelle. You can go do that. You can contact Ziegler today and get personal coaching for personal life or business coaching. And you can contact a myriad of other, uh, companies. A lot of our interviewees uh, do personal coaching at different levels. Uh, we just talked about Donald Miller and he does some incredible personal coaching as in groups. And I think even one-on-one, if you, if you pay enough, but there's testimony to doing that. So I, I think it really takes away the excuse anyone has of not having that. If you don't have someone in your personal life who is doing that, uh, you know, pro bono in, in essence, uh, it is again, there are very few, I'll tell you this, Michelle, and I bet you've, I bet you've experienced the same thing in my lifetime of being around so many high achieving, successful people, authors, experts, leaders, authorities, influencers, uh, in the military, in the business world, in politics, whatever, there are very, very few. And I, I'm sure there are some here and there. I just couldn't name them for you. Uh, the ones that I've talked that I know have come in contact with, they all have a story somewhere along the line of getting significant mentorship, generally from a paid source, somebody that they said, I want expertise in that one area. I'm going to go after it. And within that they found expertise, but they also aligned with somebody they connected with. They ended up with a friend, a mentor and expert guidance.
2: I agree completely. And in my own journey, it's been that way too. You know, when I think back to when I first started speaking, I didn't have friends that, that, I mean, I knew some people, but I didn't have a a group of people that were thinking the way I was thinking at the time. So I found, I went and sought out other groups, you know, personal development seminars, leadership seminars. And there was a period of time when I didn't really find a lot of other people. So you know what I did? I created my own group. I literally created a group on meetup and it was a personal development group. And and I, I forget even how I taglined it, but it was basically, you know, come and be fed or come and feed, you know, kind of thing where you bring your, you, you inspire others, or if you need to be inspired, come to this group. And our first meeting, we had about 12 people. And so there's no excuse. Meaning, there are people out there that think the way you're thinking. And I promise you that will be the shortest distance between you and success is to find somebody else that you can just bounce ideas off
0: of. Yeah. I, I, it is just an irrefutable reality. It it truly is. So however it needs to work for you, whether it's paid, whether it's going and looking for a group like this, whether it's starting your own group, uh, you need other people in your life. Well, Renee here says, to this question. I saw a picture of myself and literally didn't recognize myself as I had gained so much weight. Uh, mm-hmm. I prayed God would show me how to take it off. I'm an active person and overall fairly healthy eater. He finally led me to see a friend of mine who had lost weight and was looking great. She led me to a book and a way to lose weight that worked for me in a healthy way. It's been great. 20 pound loss since August and feeling great. Uh,
2: awesome.
0: Yes. Yes. Big deal. I, I just love the, the analogy of seeing ourselves for what's really going on. And that's, uh, that's hard though, especially if we're looking at a place we want to, we want to shore up, uh, to see ourselves. Now she did it. She looked in the mirror and did it again. I'm not, we're not selling uh, a coaching package at the end of this, uh, at the end of the show, folks, I promise. But You know, again, that's one of those things where we seldom do see ourselves. We see the lack of results that we want, I think, but we often don't know why getting somebody to help us see ourselves. Well, doesn't mean beat us up, but that's such a big deal. I mean, that's why we go to counseling. I've, I've gone to, I honestly don't remember now between marriage counseling, personal counseling. I've seen a lot of counselors where I went and paid and I said, look, this is what's happening. I don't know. Uh, I'm paying you to fix it, to help me see what I can't see. And they do. I, and I'm just so convinced now that I am, there's only so much. Well, think about a mirror. I love that analogy, Michelle, uh, a mirror. If I look in a mirror, I cannot see behind me. I just can't, uh, mm. it, it's impossible. I can only see a small, if we take that to a full extent. It's impossible to see ourselves fully. So if we take that as a fact, we have to get help when we have to, I, I, I've gotten to the I, point where I'm so reliant on it, Michelle.
2: I am too. And one thing you said you have to pay a counselor or whatever. One thing I've I've learned through the years is, when you invest in something—a coach, a counselor, you know, a mastermind, anything like that—a particular group, a seminar—when you invest in yourself, you're more likely to be committed to the outcome. Whereas if some, if it was free, and I'll give you a great example. So I have been a part of so many masterminds and have had hired coaches my whole my whole career because I really truly believe in them and in all different areas, not one person is the right fit for everything. But maybe this coach could help me with this, this coach could help me with that. So, and I invested a lot of money in it, but I never saw it as spending money because they, every time that you yeah. put a dollar down on your behalf, you're basically giving the confidence that, that you can do something that you're it, it, it's psychological and I know it sounds crazy, but, but if you don't put any money on it, you're not as invested in it and you're not really as committed to it. And I see it all the time of people that start a mastermind where they it's, they don't necessarily pay to be in the mastermind. And then most people just stop coming or, or they they're not committed to be on the calls. There's no reason to be invested, but when they have to put down their good hard-earned money, you better be sure they're going to make, make every effort to make this work. And that's usually how it happens.
0: Uh, you know, it's interesting. We, I, I broadcast here from a medical practice that I'm partner in, and uh, at the outset of the practice when it was insurance based and people weren't, you know, I and mean, they were paying for the insurance, but the feeling of coming in for their appointment was uh, they weren't really paying for it. And you, and no shows are a big deal. We know that in the medical industry and uh, I just had a dental appointment and they beat me up with reminders via text and email trying to get me coming because I didn't have to. And if I didn't, I wouldn't be paying them instead. You know, uh, if I go in, I, I've got to pay them. We now have this, this practice is we don't take insurance. It's a hundred percent paid out of pocket at a hefty sum. We don't have no shows. Uh, so just, wow. yeah, we, 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 do not cause they know that they're giving up a lot because uh, they're paying either way. It's a, it's a monthly payment. And you know, my dad, uh, again, Dan Miller, he's come up in this and he has led as a leader in the coaching uh, industry for a long time. And that is one of his main things there, especially to people who come out of a ministry arena where they're doing coaching and counseling and not paying for it when they try to come and actually create a business, they will often have problems mm-hmm. charging much and, and charging enough. And his, uh, statement is you've got to charge just to what you said, Michelle, you've got to charge other, other, otherwise people don't take it seriously. And his statement to him is, Hey, if he didn't want somebody to show up, just don't charge them, uh, give them a pro bono, right. uh, appointment. They won't show up. So he said, even if you want to give the money away to charity, charge, charge for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. yes, it is. Well, this one, Don, he says, uh, I slipped from recording a new song every two weeks to only one a month uh, because I had been sick and depressed. When I got to a month and a half without recording, I became very depressed uh, that, I had, that I had stopped for so long. I finally got up and sang, and he's pretty happy with the results. And he posted a, a page with all his singing and the success that he's achieved there. But I, I pulled that one out because I it was when I started my organization, helping people move from traditional employment to self-employment that I've, I really witnessed this for the first time in multitude where they would come in and they're inspired and they're excited. And we find an idea to pursue and we start putting the pieces around and then invariably life happens, whatever it may be, it's going to come up. And the term I lo- I would hear over and over in, in much despair was I've lost momentum. Mm. And I got, to It took a while to where now I led with that. You, this is what is going to happen. You are going to come in. You are going to be inspired. You're going to be excited. You are going to make quick progress. And then you are going to lose momentum. Something is going to happen. let just plan on it and expect it. So when it comes, I'm not even telling you this so that you don't lose momentum. You're going to, but when it does, you, know, you can wave at it and go, Hey, hi, I was expecting you not good to see you, but I recognize you're there. And now I'm going to move on and, you know, get my momentum back. And just that reality was very helpful because it just, it, I, I think it's impossible. We start off. Yeah. Like a, the new year's resolutions that are going to come and people losing weight and gaining muscle and whatever, something's going to happen. You're going to get sick. Your kid's going to get sick. You're going to have a business trip. There's going to be a family vacation. yada. yada. It's, it's going to happen. You're going to lose momentum. So prepare for that. I'm sure that that comes up in your book writing council.
2: Oh, in everything. I mean, <laughs> think about it. We we've all encountered that. And I, I love what you just said, Kevin, though, that you just know it's coming. Know that there will be setbacks just, but don't allow it to keep you from moving forward. The analogy, and I may have shared it on the, on the podcast here before, but this analogy, then I, and I love this, uh, way of thinking about goals. You know, we all set goals. And a lot of times, especially when you're doing it first of the year and you think, well, I'm going to work out every day and you're going and you're going, you're doing great. And then you miss a day. And then maybe you miss another day. And then by the, by missing like two or three, you're just like, well, forget about it. I'm not going to keep going. Well, if you were building a building and you set a date for having it complete and as you're building it, you know, maybe there were some bad storms, things kept you from, from hitting the date, you're not going to just up and leave the building half built. You're going to keep working on it. You just readjust the due date. You just readjust, readjust, readjust. And I, I love that uh, analogy because it's just so true. Why are we so okay to give up on our dreams and our goals and the things that are important to us because we missed one or two dates or deadlines or, you know, commitments? No, just okay. Reevaluate, readjust, and move forward.
0: Yeah. You know what? You just, you just reminded me. Yeah. I, I love Like with the building, you still have the benefit of what you, of what you built before. And I think that we get especially waylaid with, let's just take weight loss and, and muscle building. For example, we know that there is a buildup and you can lose. So if you stop, you can lose momentum, but it is an absolute scientific fact that from a mental standpoint, you are building mental muscle every day. And we know that from a, we absolutely can, can showcase that from a muscle memory standpoint, so if you're working out for three months and then you miss two weeks, the muscle memory that you gained during that time, as well as the mental uh, strength as well, will help you regain that, that momentum. And you'll get back to that level far quicker than you did. I mean, you're you don't lose the benefit. Uh,
2: absolutely.
0: Yeah. Just I, keep
2: I, moving, keep pushing.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Well, and, 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 you you said something that made me think about just, you know, we hear so much about recovery. You're going to get knocked down how quick can you get up? How well can you get up? And it's so pithy and so cliche and so absolutely true. Uh, well, Hey, here's, here's a good one to end on. It's one sentence, uh, sent in by Audrey. She says, uh, what caused her to overcome because the pain of staying in the same place was finally greater than my fear of change. Uh, again, Very easy statement to, to, to say, but I think that that is, I mean, ultimately that's the maturity we all want to get to before we get to the critical moment. Can we just say, you know what, my, my fear of staying the same place is, uh, uh, that's what it's like the risk. You know, we talk about risk and the risk of what, if I do this, what could happen? And we don't really look backwards and say, yeah, but what's the risk of staying in the place that I am staying in that job that I hate, staying in the physical condition that I am. Uh, what is that risk? We don't often turn around and look at that risk. We just look forward. And I think a lot of times when we look back, we say, like, "Oh my gosh, the risk of being where I am now in a year is far greater, far more detrimental than making an effort to go forward, even if I fail a little bit. Chances are I'll be a little bit further ahead.
2: Fail wow. forward, <laughs> I think, well. right." In the end of the day, life is too short to settle. It's too short to not live a life um, you know, using your gifts, your talents, being happy and joyful. And if you don't try, if you don't take the risk, and even if you fail, you still are going to be better off in the end by trying. You become a different person by trying and persevering and And I I just look at it that way. Life is too short to settle. So let's not settle on our, on our goals.
0: Yes. Yes. You know what? I'll I'll leave you folks. I wish I had it. You know what? I'm going to scroll down here. No, I don't have it up quick enough to do it. If you'll go back, this is show five Oh nine that you're listening to somewhere in the past 20 or so shows we had, we did a show with, uh, Joshua Spodek. Uh, he's an astrophysicist. He's a professor at NYU, uh, he is uh has some record for the amount of burpees that he has done uh the guy is, is great, but he has the what we really drill in the uh, drill in on is a really a mental strengthening exercise that he calls it the sidcha self imposed daily challenging healthy activity, and that the point is not what you get for doing your 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 burpees or your uh, if you don 't know what that is, look it up or your pull ups or your push ups or your run or your whatever the, the in and of itself there is not as beneficial as the brain training, which you just referred to, Michelle, what the brain training is the strengthening of your mind, and it really is a big deal, and he has i 'll leave you with this teaser he has a story in there that he talks about with a guy who was not achieving what he wanted to. He had a big goal, he had the ability to do it, but he wasn't doing it. And he was challenged by a consultant that he hired, that the key to doing what he had not yet done was to go take cold showers. I'll leave you with that. It's very powerful message. Uh, It will stick with you. Go listen to the show. Uh, Look up Joshua Spodek. You can even type in Joshua, S-P-O-D-E-K and SIDCHA, S-I-D-C-H-A. It's an acronym that he made up and read about it if you want to. It's incredibly powerful. And it has become part of my own vernacular for getting myself to do the things that I don't want to do and overcoming the obstacles and the things that we all deal with on a daily basis. So there's a, there's a gift. Go back and listen to it. If you haven't, uh, Michelle, I'm encouraged. Let's go overcome something. What do you think?
2: Oh, that sounds great, Kevin. I look, and if we can do it, they can do it. We can all do it. Let's encourage each other.
0: Absolutely. There you go, folks. Hope you are ready more than ever to progress towards what you feel called and inspired to. I sure do. So let's make it happen together. And folks, if you got value here, please let us know. Leave us an, a valuable review in iTunes. It's the best way to say thanks to us and Ziggler overall. Well, hey, coming up next in show 510, we bring you one of America's premier comedians. But the show is not about being funny. Okay, sure. Some of the show is funny. But it's one of the most heartfelt, sincere, and motivating interviews I have ever done, and I've done a lot. Michael Jr. is our guest. Type him into a search engine, and you can watch at uh, at great joy uh, some, of his, some of his sessions there, as many as you want. But his mission is to comedically inspire people to walk in purpose, and he is accomplishing this in massive numbers while on stage with places like The Tonight Show, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Comedy Central, Oprah's Super Soul Sunday, and TEDx Talks. You'll shortly be in the movie theater near you in a starring role for the feature film Selfie Dad. So that's coming up next in show 510. Till then, hey, thank you for letting me walk with you, and you walk with me as we inspire our true performance together.